So, I'm recording this the day I realized that I'm making this episode. Because, uh, I want you to get my raw reactions to how this all happened. And, uh, my first question is, how the f*** did we get here? So this, this all started as a joke with just a Santa thing. And now we've actually gone to music. How did we get to this point? How the f*** did we get to this point? Ladies, gentlemen, lady gentlemen, my fictional friends, I'm either a genius or I'm insane. Or I could be both on this edition of the Wrestling With Fiction podcast, the podcast where I, I pitch to you wrestling storylines from the good to the bad to the damn right insane. I'm going to tell you right now, this is going to be a dumpster fire. My name is Connor and... In case you clicked on this episode thinking, oh, this is clickbait. We're, we're not going to actually do it. Bull S-word, my friends. We are indeed booking. I don't mean like, oh, someone's going to have the entry music of Queen. Don't stop me now. No, we are making a flipping wrestler out of this thing. And it's going to be, I guarantee you, it's going to be a disaster. <laughs> it's going to be a disaster. Because I've looked at the lyrics of this song. And trying to adapt that energy into a professional wrestler has been a it's been a mental task. <laughs> it's been a mental task. So, in case you don't know what my plan is for this week, or how this episode is going to work, I am going to be booking a professional wrestler from the ground up, based off and adapted from Queen's Don't Stop Me Now. I'm talking entrance attire. I'm talking appearance. I'm talking... Finishing moves, signature moves, entrance music. No, we can't have entrance music because that is the song. Can you hear how panicky I am? This, I am, I'm losing my mind. I'm losing my mind over thinking about how the heck this is going to work. But this is the only way to be original in wrestling anymore. <laughs> I've jumped the shark with everything else. <laughs> Oh, God, <laughs> help me. As this week, we make storylines for Queens Don't Stop Me Now. And we, we may as well just get into the beginning part. So usually this is the section where we go over a history lesson here. I need to give you plans on how this is going to work. Timestamps are in the description. If you like any of this content, and I mean any of this, consider subscribing liking, maybe hitting that bell notification, maybe even subscribing on your favorite podcast channels. That would be great. As I jump into booking Queens Don't Stop Me Now as a wrestler in the wrestling business. So God help me. Let's get into this.
I don't think I need an introduction to the song, but I realize I should probably mention some of the lyrics that we're working with here. Very, very crucial to this story. Uh, such lyrics as, I'm floating around in ecstasy. I'm a shooting star leaping through the sky, like a tiger defying the laws of gravity. So, I'm guessing immediately with this, we have got ourselves a high flyer on our hands. Someone who is a risk taker looking to, in the quotes of the song, oh, I'm gonna have myself a real good time. So much that he mentions it again and again for three minutes. He is going to have a great time. Some of you might be wondering, what do we call this man? And you might be thinking, Connor, maybe you just need to call him something like Mercury, or I don't know, maybe call him the song of Don't Stop Me Now. No, my friends, we already have a name in this song, and it is Mr. Fahrenheit. Because <laughs> he says, call me Mr. Fahrenheit. You know what this basically means? He thinks he's all cool as S-word, okay? That's what this basically means. He thinks he's cool, he's gonna do all his little flips. I know people are gonna be like, oh, we don't want more high spots. No, Don't Stop Me Now is a song about adrenaline. Feel like you just wanna have a good time, even if you're on ecstasy, which is either happiness or drugs. But in the world of wrestling, it could probably be both. So in this, that is what we are working with. A high-flying daredevil who will be like a sex machine. An atom bomb, so to speak. I don't know why. I don't know how. But that's what we're working with. That's what we are dealing with this week, okay? And you know what this basically means? As the lyrics say, he is like a sex machine. But Connor, you can't have super sexualized male figures in professional wrestling anymore. Correction! It's basically Val Venus PG! This is what we are working with. Mr. Fahrenheit says he's a sex machine. He defies the laws of gravity. And keep in mind, he says that he is like a tiger. You know what this also means with it? We can give him a cat! Yes! He has a cat! And you know what? We're gonna give the Queen references here. He has a cat named Mercury. This is what we're dealing with. A high-flying daredevil is all about the life of the party who just wants to make love to every female in existence. He's Angel Gaza, but hypersexualized to the extreme with a cat to get all the appeal because apparently there are statistical studies showing that if you have a pet and you show that you care for the pet, it shows that you're more attractive to women because you're seen as more responsible. It's a ploy. <laughs> it's a ploy by Mr. Fahrenheit. <sighs> This is what we're working with, ladies and gentlemen. This is the closest character adaptation I can think of for <laughs> Queens Don't Stop Me Now. It is a cat-loving, hypersexualized PG Val Venus who calls himself Mr. Fahrenheit because he's just a cool cat. He's a cool cat. This is what we're working with. <laughs> this is what we're working with. As we... Give me a second as I need to process what I've just said. <laughs> and what I have to continue to justify as a story <laughs> for this week. This is why I love pro wrestling. But it's also why I'm losing my mind. 
over pro wrestling. <laughs> so that is our basic framework that we have for this week. Queens Don't Stop Me Now is a man named Mr. Fahrenheit accompanied by his cat named Mercury. If someone can draw art of this and tweet it to me, I, I will give you a round of applause. If that actually happens, I will give you a round of applause. I will retweet it and I will, I will freely give you a shout out next week. Or whenever. I don't know. Anyways, with that, we're gonna we're gonna move on to the, the next bit. It's a little segment. If you don't know what it is, it it's a it's a line into the next thing. It's it's the tagline. Woo! It's the tagline, ladies and gentlemen. And in case you don't know what that is, it's basically my 30 word summary in which I try and summarize the goals of our wrestler of the week, or in this case, music adaptation. Where is this going? And with it, I'm also going to sparkle in some creative reasonings alongside some movesets, because uh, I forgot to mention particular moves that Mr. Fahrenheit will more than likely be implementing in these two booking scenarios I have for you this week. Maybe three, potentially. And with that, I believe we should get into this, so please, fictional friends, give give me strength this week, please. If there is any time to give give me your strength. Get get your cuddly toy giraffes. Maybe if you don't have one, look it up on Google. Put your hand up to the screen and tell me, please, to cue the music, future me. Right, so continuing with the trends that we have already here, we might as well get into more of that appearance and look. I'm thinking very like 80s, like he's a blast from the past. I'm thinking a, you know, very like just a mustache. So basically like think like those like regular like 80s porn stashes. He's got that. He's got that kind of like super like shaggy, long, wavy hair. And rather than just rocking like traditional tights and jorts, he's just like, he's, he's rocking some crimson denim jeans, maybe like a little bit broken off, you know, because he seems like a real rocker, you know? You know, he, he feels like the type of guy you'd, <laughs> you'd see at a club who's gotten extremely wasted, but he's so charismatic, you might just follow him anyways. I don't know. This is what we're dealing with with Mr. Fahrenheit, with such moves like the German suplex, because he's a sex machine. Uh, the shooting star press, which would most likely be his finish, because uh, all of that whole thing about his song is entirely space-themed. Uh, his whole thing with elbow strike. I like to think he's got, you know, his hands up in a style where it looks like he's trying to get women in the audience to call him as he hits an elbow on somebody. That's what I'm feeling with this. And those are the classic moves of Mr. Fahrenheit. Add in some extra stuff like the Rude Awakening. You know the move. Uh, some neck breakers, some DDTs to men, because you know, he's gotta look good for the cameras. Add in some kip-ups, and that's Mr. Fahrenheit. You happy with Mr. Fahrenheit? Because the tagline for this week about Mr. Fahrenheit is that seeking to be a shooting star flying through the sky, a near supersonic man enters the squared circle to find the joys of life that many 
And I mean many dare to seek. Don't stop him now. Somebody please stop him. This is this is the monster we have created for this week. A a man who is hypersexualized with a cat with long wavy hair and a handlebar mustache or a porn stash in front of hundreds of people. So I need to book in the WWE or AEW or wherever as a either a baby face or a heel. You might see both, depending on how this goes. I don't know why this is a thing. I don't know what monster I've created. <laughs> I'm a monster! And with that, I think we should just get to the very first storyline. I'm gonna tell you right now, the very first story. We're, we're, we're gonna keep Mr. Fahrenheit cool as a cat, saying that he is like Lady Godiva. Because the he won't, oh, 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 there ain't no stopping, Mr. Fahrenheit. As he heads into the squared circle for this very first story against a man, a myth, a legend in Lucha Libre, potentially in the future, and a man truly known among the angels. Let's get into this very first story. <laughs> So our story begins on insert random episode of Raw, where of course Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo have obviously broken up as a team. I want to believe that they will stay together, but Raw's track record with tag teams is as bad as my cooking of scrambled eggs. It will go horribly wrong, and it will likely end within a couple weeks. So, with that, we have Angel Garza having a storyline throughout the night where he is trying to get a date. Because, you know, tag teams, who cares about the belts? I wanna see a woman. Just look at what he did with Retribution. Waka waka! So that is basically our beginning. Angel Garza is going around. He's flirting with some w women with his trademark rose that he kicked people in the bum with, which likely means it smells really bad. But it does work a couple times. Leading to the culmination, the final woman who he tries to talk to. And he he shows the rose to her. He gives his, you know, Latin charm, as we know from various other Latin incarnations in professional wrestling. And then as he does this, we hear a very light and subtle meow as a cat slowly walks into frame. Of course, Angel Garza does not approve of this. He doesn't like someone else getting in the way and stealing his thunder. He quickly says, get away, cat, which obviously, in many ways, leads to the introduction of Mr. Fahrenheit, seeing that his cat Mercury has been shouted at by the <laughs> ever-so-flirtatious Angel Gaza, basically saying, hey, I'm sorry, man, I was trying to teach Mercury how to play piano, you know, don't stop me now, I love that song. And in doing this, he shows this, he tries to flex this random thing as Angel Garza asks, who, who are you? Oh, I'm, uh, people call me Mr. Fahrenheit, just because, you know, I'm like Lady Godiva. It's a, it's a whole other story. And in this, he flexes on how he's been trying to get his cat, Mercury, to play on the piano, which impresses the woman, because, you know, caring pet, random guy, Hey, do you want to go with me to watch this? And some of you might be thinking, Connor, 
That's not a genuine love connection. It's not a genuine relationship. That's not how relationships are formed. But yes, you are correct. But this is WWE. And remember all the classic WWE love angles? Yes, they all happen randomly and fairly stupidly sometimes. So in this case, my point still slides. So in this, quite literally, the cat and, and freaking Mr. Fahrenheit walk away, defying the laws of gravity with Angel Gaza, his whole entire spectrum of what and how women should be treated completely flipped on his head as we head into next week where Angel Gaza is absolutely annoyed that this man calling himself Mr. Fahrenheit has stolen his girl. In this we get some more random segments between the two as he tries to convince them, hey, that's my girl, you went ahead and tried to poach on her before I did. And he of course says, well, no, I wasn't. I was literally showing her like how Mercury can play piano. Have you seen it? It's great. Speaking of, hey, do you want to come with me? And he, of course, says, no, no, I don't want to see your cat play piano. That's ridiculous. Why? No, I just want to speak to your fancy senorita over here, proposes the rose. Of course, it doesn't work because Mercury by this point and Mr. Fahrenheit have gone along pretty well. Just with a little bit of sass from Mr. Fahrenheit casually as he's walking away, staring at some women heading into frame for their very next match. Maybe your a la Rhea Ripley's, your Nikki Ashes of the world. Maybe even your favorite insert female wrestler on the Raw roster. Why? Because it doesn't matter. So then, it's finally set up. Angel Gaza versus Mr. Fahrenheit in Mr. Fahrenheit's debut match. Of course, we get the classic Don't Stop Me Now as Mr. Fahrenheit and his cat Mercury accompanied by insert random woman here comes out. He starts, you know, moving around super excited with a lot of energy going around, you know, waving high fives at the crowd. All of that fun jazz as we head into Angel Gaza versus Mr. Fahrenheit, a great back and forth affair. If you guys remember Leo Rush versus Angel Gaza, Think of that just in about 10 minutes. That's kind of what I'm looking for here. As uh, we get a couple key spots where Mr. Fahrenheit hits a rude awakening and walks out to an audience member who is probably most likely female and, you know, winks at them. Does a little like flirtatious, you know, like, you know, like when CM Punk left with the WWE Championship and he blew a kiss. He's doing that for them. And of course, you know, the woman's getting a little bit upset because like, you know, they've likely been talking for a bit, maybe a little bit of flirtatious stuff. It's not all about the cat named Mercury. As we have the ending conclusion of this match, as Mr. Fahrenheit hits a spectacular gravity-defining shooting star press for the one, two, three, he pins Angel Gaza, and of course he tries to welcome his woman into the ring. The lovely, lovely woman. But of course it doesn't go well because, you know, he's been blowing kisses to women in the audience. He's been, you know, casually doing some very inappropriate moves out of the Rude Awakening, a German suplex. Yes, I said a German suplex. The pump handle, nope, not the pump handle slam, because only that saved for Road Dogs random one. Remember that? With it, all of that is sorted out. The woman walks away from 
our elegant and valiant man known as, I am losing my mind here, Mr. Fahrenheit, which of course leads Angel Garza in absolute rage and leads Mr. Fahrenheit looking confused as they both argue at the end of the match. This leads them into the next act of this story, which is basically, who can get the most dates? Yes, they are so mad at each other, Angel Garza for having his girl stolen by this random guy in tight red denim jeans, and of course, Mr. Fahrenheit being mad because he reckons that because of this match with Angel Garza, his whole little relationship thing that he had as a plan, along with trying to teach his cat Mercury how to play the piano, was all for nothing. So of course we get several upon several weeks and skits of Mr. Fahrenheit and Angel Garza, almost like an episode of Drake and Josh, trying to get the most dates possible within a month concluding at the next big pay-per-view because we're at this current timeline in the world of wrestling right now we're gonna say extreme rules of course we have these locations all over random vignettes at a local mall in insert favorite town city cheap pop and of course your local game center your <laughs> your nightclubs your bars your Anywhere that you can think, even in libraries, because I like to think there would be a segment where they are trying to get certain women by grabbing certain books to try and tell them how they feel. And some of them work, some of them don't. Maybe you want to have a stupid skip where it's actually Mercury who gets the girls in the end. I don't know, but we're just building that connection between the pair. Leading to the ending of it culminating at extreme rules where they realize and demand to Adam Pierce that if they won they would be getting a particular opportunity of their choosing they both get a roundup number of 10 dates and uh, as such them both continuing to argue Adam Pierce snaps at both of them saying that this whole game is incredibly demeaning and it's wasting everybody's time. So with that, I'm going to make the executive decision because of the board of directors that both of you must get along. Your chaos around the entire WWE roster and our WWE fans is ruining our product. So as punishment, both of you will be forced to team as a tag team for over four months. <laughs> it is a four months tag team formation <laughs> of Angel Gaza and Mr. Fahrenheit, both of them absolutely annoyed. And most of it ending because Mercury decided to escape out of Mr. Fahrenheit's sight. As he just like looks back and says, like, you'll pay for this. You'll pay for this. I wanted to have a good time out of the bar. And, uh, you know, see all the local cats. I don't know. Yes, actually, all the local cats. Maybe play some Great Pretender with Mercury. Yeah. Yeah. All of that begins our unlikely duo of Angel Gaza and <laughs> Mr. Fahrenheit. Of course, with this, we start to have them in matches against the likes of Mustafa Ali and Mansoor, which 
is basically your odd couple tag team versus odd couple tag team in which both of them are incredibly dysfunctional. And you know what? I kind of like that. You know, sometimes it happens. You've only really seen it with your big mania early build-up moments like when you had... God, what was it? Wasn't it like John Cena and Shawn Michaels against The Undertaker and Batista? Remember that? I like that dynamic a lot. So we're going to have that, but just have it be even more conflicted and controversial with Mustafa Ali trying to guide Mansoor on what to do as Mr. Fahrenheit is like trying to get into certain matches, but he kind of like rolls outside the ring and tries to flirt with a woman. So Angel Kaza like tries to control him and says, get back inside the ring as he tries to flirt with the same woman, <laughs> which just ends up failing for both of them. And with it, we have the ending conclusion of this match, which ends up having a shock of events as Mansoor trying to be too much of a plucky underdog babyface flies at Mr. Fahrenheit, but unfortunately misses having Mustafa essentially just get really mad at him for not listening to him, getting hit by Angel Gaza and allowing Mr. Fahrenheit to pick up the win. They actually won a match. Wow, what a concept. And, and you know what? They, they inadvertently start winning more matches and more matches. It's almost like they're actually getting a winning streak without even trying to get a winning streak. And some of you might be saying, oh, but does that bury the tag division that people like the Lucha House Party and Mason T-Bar can't beat these two rando flirtatious monstrels? No, it doesn't because... <laughs> You could justify it in two ways. One, the Lucha House Party. I don't think they've ever had a tag team title match that wasn't in an elimination chamber. Mason T-Bar, they're big beefy boys, but you know, in this tag division, when are big beefy boys winning the belts at this point? And with it, you start to slowly build up the credibility. Despite their dysfunction, there is almost a method to the madness. Flooding has almost made them be so underestimated that they are racking up wins in succession even despite them arguing so many times it's your odd couple tag team that's even more argumentative than your favorite odd couple tag team as they both leave and at each segment they argue with each other and separate to try and flirt with women <laughs> and with it we get to the culmination of this, it's them versus the New Day for a number one contenders match. And we have Angel Gaza looking over annoyed as he tries to, you know, float with someone and sees uh, Mr. Fahrenheit with so, with just, just the greatest luck in the world, you know, finding a woman who was literally just rejected by Gaza. And with it, he just asks, why, why are you so happy all the time? Why? Can't you just let me be me? It's been almost four months. We're almost over this. Can you just stop trying to be this thing, okay? This was my thing until you came along. Why did you ruin this? And he just simply responds with, I, I didn't ruin anything. Look, I, I came here to have fun. Get away from all of the endless hoopla i came to wrestling as an escape from all of this 
trouble in my life. You know, I, for many people, I was running around with ecstasy without having no way of putting that energy into anything, and then I found wrestling. And I just kept going at it, and, you know, some old habits die hard. I, I just want everybody to have a good time. And I think the problem isn't with me, it's with you. And he walks away, and Andrew Garza, he kind of, he ponders on it for a bit. But not for too long, as we have a match with The New Day, Kofi Kingston, and Xavier Woods, in which, for the first time, we actually see a tag team maneuver between Angel Garza and Mr. Fahrenheit, which is just pretty much, you know, the classic tag team maneuver, maybe just like punches back and forth. It's like, hey, hey, hey. Maybe they just both like look back to like some members of the audience, they blow a kiss and they finish with a one punch. Hey! And with it, as it looks like the New Day is about to win, remember, they've won tag belts as many times as you can think of. They go for their finish, and just like that, Angel Garza manages to slip under a trouble in paradise, gets a roll-up, as <laughs> Xavier Woods tries to crawl in with Mr. Fahrenheit stopping it. One, two, three, they win. <laughs> They are the number one contenders for the Raw Tag Team titles. Angel Garza is somehow ecstatic over this. He is pleased to a point where even like Mr. Fahrenheit say, Yes! Yes! They did the thing! And as it looks like Angel Garza is literally about to hug him, he stops for a second. He's like, no, 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 no. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. And Mr. Fahrenheit just like forcefully like grabs him and tries to hold him up for a hug. And thus we get ourselves to right at the end of this suspension. This like forced punishment put upon them. We get the very next segment, which is a build-up for their raw tag team titles, where it's RK Bro versus Mr. Fahrenheit and Angel Gaza. Building up to a big matchup. We're gonna say Fast Lane. I don't know, that's the one we're going with. So, at Fast Lane's like build up to the pay-per-view, we've still got RK Bro as the tag team champions, maybe with a little bit of dissent here and there between the pair, alongside our unlikely duo and their cat Mercury <laughs> heading into this tag title bout. But of course, Adam Pearson comes out, saying that officially it now marks four months since their whole like team was forced to form. Now they have all the free reign to stop teaming together. And of course, Orton is just saying, what are you gonna do? Really, what are you gonna do? You got lucky just to get here, okay? Me and my, he reluctantly looks at Riddle, friend had these belts for several, upon several months being the most dominant force in WWE. What does a bootleg queen and a bootleg Eddie Guerrero have to stop us? And of course, Angel Garza, he doesn't really say anything, and even as Mr. Fahrenheit, but they both look at each other as 
They both kind of like hold their answer. They're holding their microphones. And they just kind of whack him over the head with it and the brawl ensues. <laughs> they are now officially a tag team. Neither of them said they were going to leave. They're going all in on this thing without saying any dialogue. Why? Because I kind of had no idea what to write. And also, it's kind of thematically appropriate as they spent, what, six months? Probably, like, arguing with each other for months? It's quite a nice little development, isn't it? So with it, we get to Fastlane, the culmination of this story. Angel Gaza, Mr. Fahrenheit versus RK Bro. The match goes surprisingly competitive now that these teams are now cohesive. And it all builds to a particular spot in the match where Angel Gaza is knocked down by a massive knee strike from Matt Riddle. Randy Orton is prepping for an RKO as... Andrew Garza groggily gets to his feet, and as Orton goes for the RKO, Mr. Fahrenheit jumps in. He flies in via like a springboard and takes the RKO for his partner, allowing Garza to like mount a little bit of offense, maybe get a big babyface comeback, because you know what? Charming, charismatic Angel Garza is a bit of a babyface. I'm kind of curious how that would look. <laughs> So that happens. We get that until we finally get a bit of miscommunication from Riddle and Orton, where Riddle hits a knee strike on Randy Orton. Mr. Fahrenheit comes in, springboard drop kick, shooting star press onto the outside, because you know, he likes to fly. <laughs> he wants to fly all the laws of gravity. Culminating Angel Garza hitting the wing clippers on Matt Riddle for the one two three i can't believe i'm saying this i made don't stop me now and angel gaza the tag team champions of the world in a build-up to wrestlemania giving a valuable reason now that they've lost the belt to turn orton heel on riddle and allowing ourselves a brand new set of tag team champions built from the ground up as an unlikely duo because that seems to be Raw's tag team division. Ah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's only one. We've got one more. And the reason why I made that story was purely because, you know, Gaza's a womanizer. Maybe we could get a reincarnation of Los Guerreros. <laughs> or maybe not Los Guerreros, but you know, something of the same ilk of like two flirtatious wrestlers, you know. Trying to, you know, be sassy to crap. Maybe have it be like you're having two Rick Rudes in the same show. That's a good reference. Why didn't I reference that and not Val Venus? That makes way more sense. <laughs> As your kind of unlikely duo rising up to the top, having their own fair share of chaos down the way as they finally organically became a team together by being forced to team together and finding out that they weren't so different. I think that's a lovely story. I think that's great. That's a good generalization of a random character built off of a song by Queen. <laughs> so that is not the only story I have for you this week. But this one, it's not going to be about bringing people together. It's going to be about seeing if Mr. Fahrenheit, with his incredibly sassy, sassy and cool 200 degree heat, can break a team apart.
final story this week begins in NXT. A place with many, many new debuting stars and many, many new vignettes. We get several video packages showing a man in some red denim jeans flirting with a series of women and, you know, having his way doing his own thing all accompanied by a remixed version of Don't Stop Me Now as he's enjoying life, saying that drinks are on me and such and such in clubs, bars, libraries, anywhere that he believes he can have a good time. All you have to do is just give him a call. These vignettes continue until we get our debut match of Mr. Fahrenheit against insert new NXT talent who we don't know about yet, where we get over his moves, his shooting star press, his diving stomp, because you know what, screw it, he has a diving stomp, the rude awakening, his like, cell phone elbow, elbow drops where he's trying to get people to call him, all that fun stuff, until we get a little promo segment from the man, the myth, the legend that is Mr. Fahrenheit himself, where he says that he will take on all comers. He will take on any man who dares to step in his way with a woman. Married, divorced, single, it does not matter. Because when you're dealing with Mr. Fahrenheit, the heat is never too much. Very short, simple promo, and we move on from that week. Also with this, we have Indy, Hartwell, and Dexter Loomis beginning to have early maritable troubles. Of course, you know, they're newly married after the very first edition of NXT 2.0, and it feels like their love has gone so quick and so fast. <laughs> and we get our very first argument between the pair. We get a little household segment where we see Indy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis live in a house together where it, Dexter Loomis is washing the dishes as Indy Hartwell checks her phone. She says, hey, have you seen who this guy is who's trying to call me? And <laughs> Dexter Loomis, <laughs> he grabs his phone and obviously he's somehow figured out a way to hack into Indy Hartwell's phone because you know he would, you know he would. And he just like, with his blank facial expression, just nods. It's like, you, you didn't do anything about it? Of course, no, of course not. And then because of this, we get our very first build to <laughs> Mr. Fahrenheit and Dexter Loomis. People are either going to love this or they are going to hate this. <laughs> it is, it, it is Dexter Loomis accompanied by Indy Hartwell facing Mr. Fahrenheit after picking up a series of wins against local enhancement talents. And we get our back and forth match, which is mostly in favor of Dexter, showing how much of a freakish athlete he is, up until a point where there's some miscommunication between our lovely pairing of Index, where it has just enough of a distraction for Mr. Fahrenheit to pick up a win and with it he leaves and he offers Indy Hartwell uh, a rose and he blows a kiss to her 
Wow, so romantic, maybe kind of creepy. It it kind of depends, doesn't it? <laughs> so with this, we see Dexter Loomis look on very angry at Indie Hartwell, saying, oh, oh, I, I don't say dialogue, but uh, you, you're holding that rose. Throw it away. And we see over the coming segments that Indie has kept the rose. Kept the rose for some reason. And of course she tries to justify it as like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna keep it in the, keep it in, keep it in a potted plan. Or, or a vase, you know, memorable occasions. Nothing can stop our love for anything. And of course, Johnny Gargano is there. He's, he's seeing what's happening and he's trying to plant the seeds in Dexter's head about, you know, this, this new, this new cat, Mr. Fahrenheit, I really see that he's really, He's really interested in, in, <laughs> in Indy. Are you, are you going to do something about that? Is, is she doing stuff without you, Dexter? Is this what's happening? Maybe after so much drama, you've gotten too boring for her. <laughs> With it. We get some more miscommunication between the pairs. They have a second match with Mr. Fahrenheit, which of course, Mr. Fahrenheit wins again. And once again, offers the same thing to Indy. Of course, saying, you know, Indy, my, my offer still stands. You can stay with this psychopathic, uh, sociopathic, speechless buffoon. Or you can move like a supersonic woman and be with a real atom bomb. Or maybe even, oh, 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 explode at the thought with being with the coolest man in NXT, Mr. Fahrenheit. With that, we get several segments of Indy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis, this new conflict building upon the pair in a thing called couples counseling because hey they've had the Garganos in therapy when are we gonna get our Indy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis couples counseling so we get that where we get the you know psychiatrist asking a set of questions which of course leads to more conflict between the pair in which as they leave we see that that dastardly Mr. Fahrenheit come in just Pay the secretary for giving all the lies and information a la a Johnny Gargano. And with it, we continue on. We have once again <laughs> another situation. We have a tag we have a mixed tag team match. Mr. Fahrenheit with uh inserts local woman because apparently Nobody else would want to go with Mr. Fahrenheit, who was a woman, because of his womanizing ways. And we have Indy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis. And in this, once again, we have more distractions leading to Indy Hartwell suffering a loss from this local enhancement talent. And for the first time, we see Indy Hartwell walk away on her own, away from Dexter, as Mr. Fahrenheit tries to comfort her. In all of these situations, like, look what you've done, Dexter. Look what you've done. Ruining your own marriage. Is that, is that how you speak to your friends, your family? Oh, for shame. For shame. 
leading to, of course, a build-up segment near the next NXT TakeOver, which will be the divorce of Index. <laughs> the divorce. Where we see Indy Hartwell almost reluctantly deciding if she wants to sign the divorce papers. And Dexter Loomis. And in which, as it looks like it's about to happen, and Mr. Fahrenheit is looking on all pleased and happy with himself, we see Johnny Gargano come in. He says, stop this. Stop this right now. Okay, Indy, I don't like this man. I don't like Dexter Loomis. I, I don't like Mr. Fahrenheit. I do not understand your thing for crazy men. But I will say this. Dexter cares about you more than I think anybody has ever cared for you here in NXT. I have been married to my beautiful wife who's soon to be having a beautiful baby boy for over five years. And yeah, we've had our ups and downs. They haven't been in public. But every marriage or couple goes through this. If you want to make this work, you've got to trust in Dexter. And know that everything that has happened was a mistake. When you got married, you signed an unconditional agreement. And I know that if I gave up on Candice in the very first situation this happened, I wouldn't have been able to be the Johnny Wrestling that I am today. And with this, we see Indy Hartwell as Mr. Fahrenheit comes in, you know, nodding approvingly as Indy, like, grabs a pen and almost signs it. She rips apart the divorce papers, asking Dexter to sick on Mr. Fahrenheit, brawling to the outside, fighting and clashing over this potentially unrequited love, building to NXT TakeOver Dexter Loomis, Versus Mr. Fahrenheit. If Mr. Fahrenheit wins, which is the condition he makes on this match as he rushes to Mr. Regal, so if he wins, they must break up in NXT for good. They must never be together in NXT for good. A true Romeo Juliet story. And if Dexter wins, Mr. Fahrenheit must never, and I mean never, flirt with another woman again. So thus, it is a truly intense matchup. Dexter Loomis hitting all the big fists and rights. He goes for his silencer and all the other great moves that he indeed possesses. I can't remember any of them, but I'm sure they're very good. <laughs> this all culminating with Indy Hartwell going on the ring apron. More miscommunication between the pair. One, two, Dexter kicks out at two and a half. How is this story a thing? <laughs> as we build to the finish of the match, as Mr. Fahrenheit goes for his patented shooting star press, ready to oh, 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 explode on the canvas down onto Dexter, Dexter Loomis's chest as he counters it into a sleeper hold. 
passing out. <laughs> Mr. Fahrenheit, Dexter saves his marriage with Indy Hartwell and thus prevents Mr. Fahrenheit from being the cool, calm, and collected individual that we have known him to be. Wow. <laughs> and that is the end of that story. A very short, simple story. Because Mr. Fahrenheit, despite all of his efforts, he was not cool enough to steal a married woman. All he did was make the relationship that he was so desperate to create under having a good time only ever stronger. This man, this myth, this legend, this kind of 80s attractive, almost kind of psychopathic thing to see in the 21st century almost happening only to just be clapped away at the last minute. And I know it's not a big, in-depth, super complicated story where people, you know, have their back and forths interacting with other people and all that stuff, but sometimes you don't need that. Sometimes you need your random, stupid content like this random episode. Did we ever think this would happen? That is how I would book Queens Don't Stop Me Now in NXT and WWE. It is... A hell of a journey in which, despite the song's intentions to don't stop me now, we are going to stop it right now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and so we have come to the end of this episode, a much more shorter, chaotic, Hopefully it's interesting episode trying to make this work. We tried a baby face, we tried to heal, we tried to adapt a song that is three minutes and that was about having joy into a flamboyant, overly energetic, hyperactive, almost manipulative uh sex machine. Uh <laughs> That's what we got, Val Venus, but even more creepier and PG. That's what we got. <laughs> and I don't know if this was good or if this was really bad. <laughs> it is the chaos of booking fictional characters and memes and music. I can't tell if I'm a pioneer or just really stupid. <laughs> Oh, God, the, the things I do for content, ladies and gentlemen. I, I legitimately, this is a little peek behind the curtain here. I thought it would be a good idea, in the middle of trying to write this, to listen to a 10-hour version of Don't Stop Me Now, so that I could fully understand the lyrics. And to tell you that it, I, I now think of Don't Stop Me Now as white noise. I, I can't think of anything else. I was listening to this and just starting to try and write stuff down and my head just suddenly just like stopped working. I had an error. My brain had an error in the middle of making this episode and trying to write it down. All the while, like, I am sitting here thinking, oh, I've got to make dinner. I've got to make all these other things. I'm sitting here in dead silence in my own mind thinking, when will this song end? Have we- 
it must have been like an hour by now. It's like, no, it's been two hours. <laughs> you have been listening to Don't Stop Me Now for two hours of your life in which the song did not stop now. <laughs> Anyways, this was a very, <laughs> an interesting episode. If you like it, please tell me on my insert favorite social media platforms. Tell me on Twitter at Connor the Cooper. Tell me on Instagram at Wrestling With Fiction. Maybe even tell me on TikTok if you want at Wrestling With Fiction. I generally love to hear your thoughts as I... Well, I, I may as well make the announcement now. Uh, I'm gonna post this on social media later. Uh, I'm gonna be taking a break for a foreseeable amount of time. Uh, when you're making a fantasy booking podcast that is consistently weekly, uh, I, I will admit with you, there have been moments where I've had to really rush some of these episodes, and I've, I've kind of felt like on certain points I've started to get a bit of a burnout, a little bit, even though I've been doing this for like, over a year and trying to keep consistency, as things have gradually evolved with wrestling with fiction, we've gone from really, like, basic photos <laughs> and logos to GIFs and uh, trailer stuff, trying to make more stuff to create a bit of a community. I've been recently been feeling rather, like, overwhelmed with the whole thing. It's just me making these things. <laughs> and I've kind of felt like I've needed to take a break for a while now and not just for like a week, I'm thinking maybe a fortnight at least. I will definitely be back as soon as I can. I think three weeks max, two weeks at the least. If anything comes up, I will definitely mention it on social media at some point. I just feel it's necessary for me and kind of my own mental health. I'll, I'll be honest with you, I kind of stress about trying to make some of these episodes as good as I possibly can, and sometimes I just kind of... I get myself overwhelmed. I... I kind of treat it like I've got to make each episode the best episode that I can, and, you know, sometimes that leads to me feeling, like, rather anxious and filled with anxiety. And sometimes that goes into me, I guess, ultimately sometimes delaying some of this stuff and feeling kind of scared about putting it out, but I always try and make myself put it out because then it's just it's just better all around like you get more used to doing stuff and it's part of like building a routine so i i know this has gotten quite rambly for the ending but i feel it's kind of necessary to mention it so i'm gonna be taking a break for a couple of weeks just mainly to recharge my batteries get everything kind of sorted in my head i'll definitely be back <laughs> this ain't a like Goodbye forever. This is just like a goodbye for now. I'll still be on social media, likely posting some stuff. Probably fanboying over Adam Cole's entrance music. That's likely going to happen. <laughs> so if you want to see what I'm doing there, feel free. Feel free to follow me on Twitter, rest Instagram, TikTok. Well, whatever you feel, the links will be in the description. And I just want to say thank you all for sticking with me for whether you, this is your first episode, your second, third, fourth, or maybe you've just randomly been here from the beginning, which if you have, credit to you, because <laughs> uh, 
I will admit this, a lot of my early episodes are not great. <laughs> and I could never be as grateful as I can convey about, you know, the support and love I've been given from the wrestling community and people who have just came to listen to these episodes. You are all fantastic. You're amazing. And I think I'm just going to end it there. No, no plugging for like reviews. I'm just going to end it here and say thank you all so much for listening. I hope all of you have a lovely day. And remember everyone, wrestling could always use just a little bit more fiction. See you all. Good night, everybody.